intro today. I'm sleepy. Okay. You introduce the show, okay, Eric? Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna be over here. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Podcast versus Podcast. My name is Eric Ivanovich. Over I'm there is Ray. That's Sleepy Piers. That's what we call him because he's so sleepy. I feel like a sloth today. Or do you say sloth? I say sloth. Yeah, me too. I've said it on the show, so I know. I feel like we should say sloth. Why? I feel like that is the correct pronunciation of the word. What makes you feel that way? I looked it up. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's pretty, uh, it's also pretty the, damning. It's also the way David Attenborough says it. Well, he's British, though. Mm. Isn't he British? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Well, he's some... Of course he is. Of course. He could also be South African. I don't know. I think he's, he's British, though. He's some kind of non-Canadian, non-American, uh, English-speaking nation that has an accent... Right, that it's sounds different than English. ours. So Australia, South Africa, New Zealand potentially. Oh, it's definitely not New Zealand. New Zealanders sound way happier than David Attenborough. Does. Um, <laughs> not all of them. I've never met someone who sounds upset as a New Zealander. Oh man! Uh, by the way, this is uh, this is a podcast where we take turns pitching podcasts to each other. Uh, we're trying to find a good idea that we can do to e- that we can do not to each other. We can do with each other. Eric, please stop doing this podcast to me. <laughs> stop it, please. Never. I can't take any more podcasting. Well, I'll stop uh, when we agree <laughs> on a new idea. That sounded so threatening. Oh, I'll stop when we agree on a new idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will abandon this show, cast it adrift in the ocean of the internet. That's right. And we'll, yeah, I don't know, hook our banner to this new craft. A bigger ship. A better ship. A better ship. It's like we're getting out of a lifeboat and we're hopping onto a cruise ship. Oh, the cruise director's there. Oh, he's got (laughs) two glasses of champagne for each of us. That's right. Two glasses apiece. There's a shrimp buffet right next to the recording studio with all the (laughs) dippins. I'll just have dippins, please. What kind of, uh, what kind of, what's your favorite dippins for shrimp? Well, now Wait, I don't eat shrimp. I need you to answer it in my new podcast, Shrimp Dippins with Piers Ray. Okay. Okay. So this is a show. You know I love shrimp. Right. You know I love shellfish. You know that, right? I know it. Okay, good. Of course. It's, I think it's legitimately my favorite meat. Shrimp? Like, when I think about giving up eating animals, which I do quite often, I've definitely cut down. Yeah. I, don't, I don't eat a lot of beef. I don't eat a lot of chicken. I don't know. I guess really it's just seafood now is my main source of, of meat. Okay. But you could never cut out shrimp. I don't know if I can cut out shellfish, man. That would be tough. Because... Oh, you're not saying just shrimp. You're saying shellfish in general. Shellfish in general. Shellfish okay. in general. And I mean, and that's not like a... I'm not bigoted against shellfish, even though they do look very Lovecraftian most of the time. I feel like even though they have those weird little like prong danglers on the fronts of their faces... Or those weird little shaky legs and claws yeah. and pincers and things. Like a crab can still be cute. Sure. Not, I know a ton of cute not crabs. That, not that cuteness is uh, a reason not to kill something <laughs> and take its <laughs> life away to sustain yourself. Right. Like the reason is to sustain yourself. But arguably, you don't need to do that at any point now. Um, yeah. But what like, you're saying is... Though you, I still have to kill something. Something living will have to die to continue my right. life. But what you're saying is you think that... You don't you don't think that you could ever uh stop eating shellfish. See, that's the thing. I don't think it would like if I had to, I could. Well, yeah, you could do anything you put your mind but to. But I'm just not motivated. I'm person. not motivated enough. Right. Like a shrimp's life does not matter to me more 
than me enjoying that crunch of a shrimp. Right. Which is a terrible thing to say when I'm thinking about it. But then when I'm biting down into that shrimp, I think this was worth it. Because it tastes so good. I'll burn in hell for this. Um, so this would be a podcast where, what, every episode we talk about a different dipping for a shrimp? We talk about different types of shrimp. Right. I'm going to bring in a different shrimp every day. Okay. And you and me are going to run it through some different dippings. Now, here's the thing. I don't eat meat. Yeah, but you will for this. Hmm. So I'm probably not going to vote for this because... Well, why? Because I won't be... I mean, I don't want to eat meat for but a that's podcast. A, but that's an ethical decision. It's not like you're allergic to shellfish. No, no, no. I'm not allergic to shellfish. And you've eaten meat I just, before. I've eaten meat before, right. And you would eat it again in the right circumstances. No. Well, what if, if I was starting If I... Yeah. If it was me yeah. or the animal, yep. I would have to take into account... I'd have to think like, now, is my life worth more than this animal's? Well, let me put it to you And like, if I found that it was, then I would have to eat that animal. Okay. Let me put it to you like this, though. Yeah. We're in the booth recording this podcast. Right. I come in with a thing of shrimp. Right. These shrimp, you're not saving shrimp by not eating them. No. In fact, you are denying their lives utility by basically throwing them away. You're saying, you're already dead. And if I ate you, I, I another living thing, would be able to live longer thanks to your sacrifice. I did not ask you to make this sacrifice. <laughs> you made it free of me, but I am now doing the right thing and giving your death purpose <laughs> and you would rather discard them and say <laughs> into the abyss well i would you. rather let someone else eat them there's no one else they will be thrown out if you don't eat them you're not gonna eat them i will eat half <laughs> you refuse to eat anymore Look, i, I gotta, think that you're the person throwing them out there gotta watch my belly <laughs> okay that's true um could i just could i not just eat the dippins or could I dip like... You are totally welcome to eat the dippings, but if you don't eat any of the shrimp, I will be mentioning it at the end of the show. Okay. I will be mentioning that while you did enjoy your sparkling white wine... Right. And you did enjoy your assortment of dippings on breadsticks and such. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you just scoop it up with your hand. <laughs> maybe I will that. just to scoop it up with my well, hand. Well, we have to share that dip, so maybe you don't do that. Well, maybe I'll just get a spoon and, okay. and spoon it out well, onto a little plate for myself. maybe you just respect the shrimp and eat the shrimp. Nah, I don't nah. have much respect for shrimp. Oh, you should. They're sapient. Okay. They can solve crossword puzzles. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say puzzles, and then I threw crossword in there at the last second. I don't know why, <laughs> because it's so much less likely. <laughs> like, it's I, I can kind of picture them maneuvering a pencil. Kind of. Oh, they do it in pencil, not in, not in pen? They're not, they're I, yeah, not, they're I don't not respect that it. smart. I don't they're respect <laughs> Um, okay. Wait, what is, why do you respect people who do it in pen? Because they know. They don't guess. Right, so they only write down answers they're sure of. Yeah. Though eventually they will have, like, they're building up clues for the answers they're not sure of. Yeah. At some point, if they can't get an answer, then they don't write it down. Then they've failed that, that crossword puzzle. At that point, they probably have to switch to a pencil, at which point I shame them. Well, I uh, have to say that as someone who does cryptids, yeah. I have no respect for people who do crossword puzzles. <laughs> because it's basically like, oh, you just want them to tell you what the answer is, but like hold back a word? So I think that Get people real. who do cryptids in pencil are about the same as people who do crossword puzzles in pen. Ooh, absolutely not. Absolutely I not. Think roughly, have you ever read a cryptid? Yeah, yeah. They're tough. They're impossible. They're so hard. Except for me. People who do uh, crossword puzzles in pencil are about the same as people who do Sudoku in pen. Right. And people who do Sudoku and pencil are the same as people who roll around in the mud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just moving numbers around a box. 
I find that very relaxing though. I, I very much enjoy very simple logic puzzles. Yes. Uh, yeah. I enjoy word puzzles. I enjoy crosswords. I don't like crosswords because I think a lot of them are just stupid bullshit. I just want to talk about a great uh, Hellraiser comic that Clive Barker from Clive Barker. Uh, have you ever read the Hellraiser comics? No, I've held. I've read Hellblazer comics. Nice. Like he gets high in hell. No, it's it's just the oh, it's I, John I Constantine's comic. I don't, care. Comic? I don't oh, fucking okay. care then. Cool. Yeah, if he's not for if he's not blazing it up with as with Azazel. Okay. Okay. Azazel. Do you know the demon I'm talking about? Yes. Azazel? I don't know how to pronounce A-Z- it. A-Z-E-L? That's not right. There's another Z in there. No, there's Azazel. only two Zs. Azazel. Sure. Sure, let's go with that. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, never mind. I don't know. There's a great <laughs> Hellraiser story about a guy who receives a crossword puzzle from a mysterious stranger, and that's his version of the Le, Le Marchand configuration. Okay. So he has to keep doing more and more deviant things to figure out what the puzzle words are. Okay. And uh, he's basically just this process of him damning himself to hell as he solves this word puzzle. Wow. What a rude thing to do to a person. It's a great, great short story. Okay. I really like it. Um, Let me pitch you a podcast. Okay. So I'm thinking back to a time when I was at a party. Uh, I believe it was your housewarming party. For the place you lived in before the place you live in now. Yes. Um, the one it, where I lived with Shane. Yeah, just Shane. Just Shane. Just yeah. Shane. Okay. Um, maybe you live with someone else. I don't know. No, just Shane. But anyways, uh, there was a guy there at the party. And um, I can't remember how we got onto it. But I was like, oh, yeah, they got that new Hellblazer show coming out. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And the guy was like, no. What? Why are you excited for it? I'm like. Because I'm a fan of the comic book, and yeah. I'm I'm a fan of Hellblazer, and I'm okay. excited to see it come to a TV show. And he was like, "Do you now? Okay, do you realize this is based on the comic book, not the Constantine movie starring Keanu Reeves?" It's like, "Yeah, I realized that." Wait, wait, wait. And he was like, "Oh, okay, you're allowed to be excited then, essentially." What a dick! <laughs> I was like. Whoa. Well, what if I didn't know what the comic was based on? Can I like something without knowing what... Who was like, this? I can't remember his name. I don't have... He was I probably one of Shane's friends. I probably don't hang out with him anymore. Whoever they um, are. That's really annoying. I'm very sorry that happened to you. Well, I mean, it wasn't that bad to me, but... That's just rude it's Gus. Just the, it's just a rude... Now, it turns out that the show turned out to be extremely terrible. Sure. Well, I can I can be excited for something. You can hope that something you already like is going to appear in another great incarnation. You can also be excited for something that's based on a comic book without being a fan of the comic book. Absolutely. This is a problem that's been going on in uh, in nerd circles for a while that I've probably contributed to for a, for a bunch. So this would be a podcast where we go to parties and talk to asshole nerds. Yeah. In the first half. And in the second half, we bring them in. We record them secretly. In the second half, we bring them in and we show them the shitty, douchey things that they were exclusionary things that they were saying. Yeah. And try to convert them to see, like, do you see how you think that you are bullied and oppressed by, like, the jocks of the world? This is what you're doing to people who want to enter your right. world. Right. So it'd be called uh, Asshole Nerds. Okay. And space, we should specify 
because I do feel like people who are fans of comics. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just using comics as an example because this can apply to a, a lot of different example. things. It's a common example. Okay. So you're a fan of a comic. Sure. It gets adapted into a movie. Yeah. You don't like the movie. You don't think they do a good job of staying true to the character. They right. don't tell the rights. They don't tell. They take a, one of your favorite stories and they twist it, turn it, tell it a little differently. They change something that would ruin it. That yeah, in your mind, in your mind. However, this sells like hotcakes. Whatever they did, result like resonates with a totally separate audience. Yes, who then come on and become huge fans of this movie. Some of them filter down and become fans of the comics. Some of them will say, "Oh, the comics are way better." How did I? How did they right. mess that up? Some people would say that, like, oh, I don't like the comics as much as I like the movie. Right. It's all these different perspectives on what the character is. Yeah. Up until that point, you, while well, you've never had control over the character, you've had this like stable consistency of the character. Right. So you're lashing out at this new support for this new version of the character. Right. Because arguably, the only character that will like that their version of the character will always have existed. Yeah. But the only character that will currently exist is the one that is the most profitable. Almost, if you double, almost always. If yeah. you double your money with this slightly different version of the character, why would you stop making the character? Right. I mean, not what I would keep doing the character I like. Yeah. Personally. I have characters I like. But I mean, if you're running a business, yeah. like say Marvel, <laughs> um, and you can double Hell your- Hellblazer's a DC property. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But Apology accepted. I'm not talking about Hellblazer. I'm just talking oh, about companies in general. In general. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think we were still talking about Hellblazer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah. You know uh, what I'm going Like it's a weird process where you do have – like you pay for this character to exist in a yeah. way. So you don't you don't really have a vote, but your voice still matters. You know, like what what's, what what is the tipping point where you're not no longer just a concert, like someone who's passionate about a creation – and where you become someone who's an asshole, who's actually ruining <laughs> the creation for other people, yeah. preventing new people from discovering it, or preventing new iteration. Because there's no, it's never going to be the same. Right. Even if it's the same comic and the same writer all the time, there's always going to be stuff you don't like about it. So maybe in some episodes we will find, we will approach someone who we think is probably a nerd asshole. And in discussing with them, they aren't an asshole. They they talk about how they don't like a new a new take on a character or they they don't enjoy a new adaptation or something like that yeah. but they don't do it in a way that's like exclusionary they don't like think that people who like the thing that they don't like are dumb or they don't um look down upon people who are new to their world or something like that right. we would probably bring them in just to we would need i guess we would need an example of good people as well and to be fair are there there must be instances where those opinions are justified i mean there's never there's never really a reason to be a jerk to someone you know what i mean like especially over a difference of opinion like yeah but okay like the fantastic four movies okay i feel that those are made primarily to maintain control of the property they are they are they are but that's a one of my favorite comics that was actually like the comic that got me into comics as a kid uh, is like somebody got me like a collection of the best Fantastic Four stories and I was like blown away and then I got way into everything. Yeah. Um, but if I came up to you at a party and said that I liked the Fantastic Four movie. I would say, did you read the comics? Did you like the comics better? Tell I Please tell me you like the comics better. But you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't try to 
push me out of the community. You would try to bring me in like, okay, I would try if to... you like these characters, yeah. let me show you something that's really good. Yeah. You thought they were good in that movie? You haven't seen anything. Ben Grimm is funny. Johnny Flame <laughs> or Johnny Torch. <laughs> yeah. You can tell I'm a big fan. <laughs> Johnny Torch, Johnny Storm. Yeah, of course. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stretchman. Mr. Uh, Mr. Stretchman. Don't forget the uh, cling wrap gal because <laughs> you can see through her like cling wrap. Just like cling wrap. Yeah. Um, yeah, you try to change their mind or like, I guess not change it, just op- expand it, expand what they know about this, these characters and this Bring world. them in. Yeah. Just yeah. like if someone is coming with, coming into your community and they're, they're a new person in your community and they don't know a lot, mm-hmm. instead of shutting them out, instead of refusing them access to the rest of the community yeah. because they're not already part of that community, what you could do is open the access say like oh if you liked that movie i really recommend you read the books here's here's some recommendations or why don't you tell me what you liked about it maybe there's other movies we could talk about that yeah. what do you what do you think about people who make adaptations of things without reading the source material um do people do that i'm pretty sure i think tim burton made batman without ever reading the comics <laughs> i mean he didn't have to write the screenplay right he I basically just so, yeah. could just get his artist to go whip the sh- whip the stuff up. Yeah, I guess if it's a director, um, a director uh, directing a, a a film based on a screenplay, right? Like yeah. that they didn't write. They're already you know taking something else. Like if if someone writes an original screenplay, you don't expect the director to go find out like the the experience, the life experiences that in. in you know, enforced, not enforced, influence, influence that script. Unless that is like, say he's doing a biopic. A biopic. If he's doing a biopic, I expect him to do a little bit of research beyond the script to make sure that he's capturing it correctly. If he's doing it about something like, say he's got an original screenplay, but it's about a sensitive issue. Sure. You would hope that they would do a little more legwork just to make sure that they are covering their you're right and you know what sure people I... are respected or represented or whatever so tim burton never read any batman that's what i hear um i would say don't quote me on this but we're yeah. recording live to tape right now <laughs> so if tim burton uh who i've met i next ah, i guess next time i'll uh next time i see him i'll uh i'll ask him about this i'm such um, an idiot i believed you <laughs> i read it you. i rode in an elevator with him that... and didn't recognize him god damn it was this when you were working one day yeah, I was at work in... Uh, For Wide Eyes? Uh, Big Eyes. Big Eyes. Yeah, I was on the set of Big Eyes. And me and my coworker and two uh, locations people, a locations person and a PA, were in an elevator talking about something that had to happen. The doors opened and there was a guy there and he walked in and everybody went silent. Oh, yeah? And then they went up. We went up the floor and I was thinking like, why is it? Why did everyone shut up? Yeah. And then the doors opened again and uh, we all got out. And as that guy turned away uh we the four of us kept going and my coworker was like well that was uh definitely the most famous director i've ever seen in person i was like oh that's why everybody shut up because they were uncomfortable because man that would suck a super famous person be a famous person and you walk into a room and everyone just stops and just like is like focused on you yeah you couldn't do anything well we were all focused on like not looking at him except for that's me even i was worse. like who is the- <laughs> I, I better not i cannot interact with this yeah. human. i think i would like that actually 
Really? Just like people. Well, the thing is, half people would do that, and half of the people would be like, "Oh my god, I'm a huge fan." The funny Can I thing talk to you. The funny thing is, I would want those people flipped for the most part. Yeah. Like if I was Tim Burton in that case, I would yeah. want you, the guy who doesn't want to bother me, to like make small talk with me in the elevator. Like if you made an elevator joke. Right. In that moment, I would be like, ah, someone broke this elevator tension that we all feel because we're all just human beings. Nah. And then, but you don't want the person who actually wants to talk to you to talk to you. The rabid fan. Right. You want the guy who's like, oh yeah, I saw Batman. Uh, in conclusion. <laughs> it's all right. I think you're, I think, well, I don't think you posited. Uh, a, no, I'm not really giving opinion, like a point of view. But I'm just talking. I do think that if, you, if you're making an adaptation of something, you should look into it a little bit. I Okay. And I agree. That if faced with shrimp or disaster, you would probably eat the shrimp. With yeah, shrimp or disaster. I guess it I, again. It just Ooh, that's another on... good show name, shrimp or disaster. Okay, we'll save that for tomorrow's episode. No. Uh, let's. Just, I'm gonna vote for mine. I'm voting for mine. Shrimp dippins. <laughs> the name's so much better. You would be so curious about that. It sells itself. It sells we'll itself. P- pitch it tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, why don't you review us on iTunes? I dare you. Go on. Click on iTunes. Open it up. Open it up. Navigate <laughs> and, to podcasts. And I know all of our fans are nerds, so be the good kind of nerd who's friendly and inclusive and not the bad kind of nerd yeah, who's bring, exclusive. Yeah, bring other people into this world. <laughs> bring us your people. Bring us your friends. Share your culture. Share, Share your us. Mind. Share your podcast. Right, sorry, share your podcast. Share your what? Nothing. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.